Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, the Substation podcast with uh, me, Tom Edwards, and me, Emma Burns. And this is where, if I had a little jingly bell, I would do and introducing special Christmas guest, Tom Palmer. Hello. Hi there. Thank you for having me. You're you're very welcome. We, we used to work with Tom, um, but he is gone to somewhere else and does important work in the field of uh, big spinning metal fans. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah exactly. Big spinning metal fans, solar storage, all these exciting things now. Jealous. So Tom has joined us on this lovely festive occasion to give us a energy slash Christmas quiz. Would you like to explain the rules, Tom? Yep. Uh, right. So, of course, any energy geek makes this probably more complicated than it should be. To boil it down into simplicity, there's 10 questions. Uh, the first seven are uh, energy questions that have a Christmas connection uh, at the end of it, a fact. And then there are seven, uh, sorry, three Christmas crackers at the end to represent the three of us enjoying this festive period uh, that are specifically Christmas related. Uh, just to make things more complex, there's a bonus question on seven and a super bonus on question 10 that I will explain as we go along. And the format is to make it so that you're not just listening to us scribbling away the answers, is that Tom's going to ask us the questions and then me and Emma are going to debate what the answer is, but we have to choose different answers from each other. Yeah. So it's kind of competition, kind of collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely still a competition. Don't get... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some of us aren't as competitive as others, Tom Power. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Some of us like winning. Do you? Okay, you like winning. Okay, in that case... I like winning. I'm not saying that I'm going to win. I just like <laughs> yeah. it. All confidence. <laughs> so, uh, happy, happy to start whenever you wish. I'm ready. I'm ready. 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 Okay. Right. So, the first question is... How many miles could you drive a Tesla uh, Model S uh, from watching an hour's streaming of Netflix? What is the equivalent kilometers you could travel from the energy used from watching an hour's streaming of Netflix? Question, clarification Course, question. Yeah. What device are you watching the Netflix on? Uh, we are, that's a very good question. Uh, and we are assuming you're just going to simply be watching at home on your TV. On your telly. Yep. And I'm going to assume in standard definition, uh, but I'm not going to give you any more uh, clues or tips. All I want is the number okay. of kilometres you could drive. Are there going to be any bonus points for really good clarification questions? No. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> so... I kind of think that's my specialty. <laughs> the question... So there's there's two, there's two okay. bits of maths here that I'm thinking of. Yep. The first one is how many kilowatt hours does it take to move a Tesla one kilometer? Yeah. And the second bit is how how many kilowatts in an hour do you use to? This is this is basically for the the, the streaming bit rather than the television, isn't it? Because yeah, just the streaming element. Yep. So it's oh. this, it's the servers sitting well, far away from your house, or is it the television? No, too? we we are including the television. So to give you a clue, oh, I'm yeah. including data centers transmission and devices oh, come on but and did you do these calculations yourself no <laughs> <laughs> so i really should know the kilowatt hours per kilometer because i know that this has gone into my damn ev model so uh, i just can't remember it so i'm gonna guess that it's something like 
two, three kilowatt hours per kilometer. So how many uh, kilometers are you going for, Tom? Well, that, so now I need to know how many kilowatt hours it takes for me to watch an hour of Netflix. So my TV is not very powerful, right? It probably uses watts to 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 produce the images. So I reckon it's all in the data center and the and the um, the sending of the data. That's where the kilowatt hours are used. <sighs> what if you no you because oh, I I could probably <sighs> I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be more more kilo, kilometer, kilometers more kilometers than we think it's gonna be. So I'm gonna err on the on the lo- the longer side I think. Do you do you reckon it uses more or less power than a kettle? Right, kettles what two two kilowatts. Oh, less power than a kettle. Less power than a kettle. Kettles okay. are the classic thing that cause upticks, right? They're the yeah, and that's okay. two kilowatts. That's so two... I'm going to say a TV might be a quarter of a kettle. Well, it's not just the TV though. Oh, it's not just the TV, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to say it's like a kettle. So you're talking about two kilowatts for an hour. That's two kilowatt hours. So you can go six six kilometers. That's my number. Six kilometers. Okay. I'm going to say it's three kilowatts, so more than a kettle, now that we've included the data center. So I'm going to go take six kilowatts. I'm going to make it, God, my maths, eight. Eight kilometers. Eight. No, I'm going to say 12. Yellow, it's Christmas. <laughs> going big. Right, so uh, the correct, well, I'm going to say the winner is Tom. Tom was very close, being five kilometers is the answer. Wow. Um However, this is a bit of a debatable area. Uh, there is there is a study called the Shift Project, which originally evaluated this and said it was thirty kilometres, and then they had to backtrack, and it's now their revised one estimated five kilometres, and most of that comes from the transmission side. Uh, but it's as Emma rightly stated at the start, and I sh- I'm going to give you a half point, Emma, because it actually I know it was yeah, I'll give you it anyway. It does depend on device connection resolution location everything so it's a very average number so one point to tom half point to emma yes. and the christmas <laughs> the, the connected christmas fact is that santa mode is available on all tesla models as standard so What's you can santa have mode? little santa claus jumping on your screen and while you're driving the car so oh. they make sure they're festive it doesn't drive you into chimneys. Uh, it may do, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We ha- okay, we're, we're pretty close at one to half a point. So, question two. Uh, this is for the... I thought, I can't just have electricity. I need more variation. So, in what year was natural gas first brought into the UK from our own gas fields? Oh, Tom Edwards knows the answer to this. I'm going to have to take a mad guess. So, the North Sea oil fields were discovered in the 1960s. They were only exploited at the end of the 1960s into the 70s. So, it's, I reckon it's like a 1960, 70 number, something around that. I'm going to go with 1971. I'll go for 1976. Right. The winner is Tom. Sorry, Emma. Uh, 
The correct year was uh, 1967 gas was taken from the West Soul Field. From, it was owned by BP um, off the coast of Yorkshire in Easington. Uh, that's where it went into. And that's why uh, there's a terminal at Easington. Exactly. Mm. And the, fa the Christmas fact connected to this is, of course, most oil and gas f uh, wells have a Christmas tree. So I hope you're aware that a Christmas tree is basically the piece of equipment that looks like a Christmas tree that basically controls all the valves and gauges to manage the flow. So, oh, I like that fact. So there you go. Uh, there's the connection. Nice. It's probably one of the stronger ones. Many of the others are quite weak, so <laughs> don't get too excited. <laughs> so we're at two points to half a point, Emma. So you've got to play catch up. Uh, that's grand. Just let Tom go first and choose around his number. And, uh... yeah, that's kind of been my <laughs> approach so far. <laughs> so, I'm waiting for the policy and reg questions. They're going to be where I really shine. Not so many of them, I have to admit. No. I, know you, I know you'll get some of them, don't worry. Uh, right. I only need you to name one of the three animals in which solar farms have been shaped to look like. So there's basically at least three solar farms across the world they've been made to look like animals and i only need one of those animals from you can we name three or do we have to limit ourselves to one uh no you just need one i'm going to be kind this is the actual farm so the formation of the solar panels rather than yes yeah, it's, it's yeah they, they've probably used other techniques and uh put stuff in with the wind within the solar but uh effectively they look if you looked at them from above, it would look like a animal. And I found three types. Um, there's probably more. Okay, my logic here is that it's probably going to be something solar panel related. <laughs> there are any such animals, and or something related to the local area. So, one of my, my I'm going to give you a tip. Go on then. Also, think about the company that puts them in, uh... or might use them or own them. Okay, that's my that's the only tip I'm giving you. Can I say one? You can go to horse. Horse. Emma, have you got any others you want to contribute? Like a phoenix, a bird, a bird. Let's go to bird. Bird. Okay. Yeah. A bird. What? Why, a why a bird? <laughs> because it's a phoenix is a bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i went i went for horse because you said named after a company and then the only animal related energy company that sprang to my mind was equinor uh, <laughs> well i don't but know I can take, tom take i don't know how you did it you're not right. but you are actually correct the horse is one of them but yes. it's not equinor at all <laughs> <laughs> so your your logic of how you got there is quite interesting um there is a horse in china a galloping horse um Yay. so you were correct with that one I would have accepted Panda. Uh, oh, panda cute. Green Energy in China also has a huge panda. And then finally, Mickey Mouse. Mm. In Disneyland? Uh, in Disney World, yep, Florida. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so either though, any of those I would have accepted. My, my other option, the other one I was thinking of was, was Camel, because, you know, in Dubai they've got that city where there's like, all the houses are shaped like countries of the world. I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe they've got like a solar panel shaped like a camel. There's something in that. Maybe they want their battery park to be more like a camel in yeah. storage. Yeah. Or maybe it's a combo. They're... A co-located camel. 
there might be a camel tom i cannot i cannot prove or disprove that so uh yeah you could be and to be <laughs> honest i can't disprove or prove emma's bird so there may be a bird so i probably should give her a point as well <laughs> <laughs> i love sympathy points i'm not above them and i will take them <laughs> so i struggle with the facts on this one so uh, also poland is planning a deer solar park so just oh, just for your facts nice. um you can buy a solar-powered Christmas Mickey Mouse bobblehead if you so desire on eBay this Christmas, or it's probably too late now to get it delivered. Um, and another fact is that Disney World, where the Mickey Mouse is located next to, is open on Christmas Day, and it's probably the busiest day. So there we go. So moving swiftly on because of that tenuous link uh, to question four. What country has the world's oldest commercial nuclear power plant? Still Just operating. Still, still operating. operating. Okay. Yeah. Of when I say still operating, obviously it's had periods where it's definitely not been operating for a while because they check on it. Just the country. So the the first commercial nuclear power station was either in Calder Hall in Cumbria, but that's now mm. closed. Or it was in Russia. People disagree. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Well, the answer is definitely not the UK, right? Because... Um, well, I mean, they've cl they're closing now, so some of those ones, they're pretty old. They're getting on for, like, 40, 50 years old. Whether or not... So you're, you're thinking, like, a reactor that was built in the 70s is probably... I mean, there's some there's some old ones in America and Russia. America was my first thought. But then I thought maybe somewhere that there's more state ownership of assets still, so they're less influenced by commercial factors which might extend a life if they're less profitable maybe i'm gonna go for the uk i think are you yeah because i think our reactors are pretty old mm. but i'll go for russia russia with but my second answer would be the states just if you want to know that <laughs> that's gonna be okay uh, no i'd ignore that point so don't worry <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just seeing technically who is closer from location. <laughs> um, so you might have guessed both are wrong. Fine. Yeah. Um, the answer is Switzerland. The, oh. Bez the Beznau nuclear power plant, uh, which was offline, so I think about three years recently, has come back uh, and was built in 1969. Gosh. So pretty old, I have to say. Um, I presume it's still going as we speak, but I have no idea. Who owns it? <laughs> Uh, that is a good question. I think it's Axpo, um, who do lots of things. Um, I don't usually so, yeah. associate them with nuclear. Yeah, it, and funny fact, uh, it was commissioned on uh, Christmas Eve in that year. So uh, that was by no way I knew when I was setting the question first. Um, and a fact about nuclear, so a one gigawatt nuclear power plant... Uh, that was could power uh, 14.2 million LED lights or 27 times around the world. Uh, so it could power all of those LEDs based on seven watts and a length of 25 feet, Tom. I know you're wow. questioning. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's my fun fact that's Christmas related. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm giving neither of you a point in that one. I'm going to be really tight. So I'll accept that. It's one and a half versus three. Um, <clears throat> right. Question five. 
what country has the largest estimated amount of lithium reserves? So lithium is effectively used in numerous things nowadays, from, uh, but mainly we're obviously involved in cars, the batteries, uh, so battery storage as well. So which country has the largest amount of reserves? I know who I'm going to say, but I'm going to let you choose first. Okay, reasonable. So, <laughs> so I don't know much about primary resources. I know that there are a lot of concerns about the ethics around lithium. So I'm going to guess that it is a country where there probably or could be some questionable extraction methods. If it's um, the main problem is the coltan that you need to put uh, into gotcha. the into the lithium ion button which which is often mined in um illegal conditions in mm. um various parts of the world or sometimes okay. using slavery so, so the lithium itself doesn't have the same well no yeah lithium is a lot easier to um find uh so it doesn't tend to be as illegally mined oh then i don't know can i have a clue tom okay what well, one of the times. Well, yeah. to, to let Tom go ahead first. He's, I... he's dying to give an answer. I can just tell. <laughs> yeah, he's fizzing. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. So, I mean, China and America usually have lots of minerals just because they've got lots of space. And so they would be good choices. But I seem to recall when people were discussing the Bolivian election, they were talking about the amount of lithium in Bolivia being a major factor so i'm going to say bolivia mm. in south america because they've got those big salt fats and uh, lithium's the salt if my gcse chemistry mm -hmm. um, is anything to go by okay i'm going to take your lead there and think of somewhere else that's quite salty uh <laughs> hang on there's some pretty salty countries around isn't there merseyside it's pretty salty isn't it a country, okay, Australia, out of the out of the top of my head, it's a big one. That's my logic. So, what did you go for, Tom? You've gone for Bolivia, Bolivia, and Australia. Uh, so, I've actually I found it's very difficult to find the answer, and multiple sources use different answers. But I'm going by the single source that I went, which was the reason being it was presented much nicer than others, uh, and the answer in that was Chile had the largest amount of reserves it doesn't have the largest amount of production and that goes to australia so i'm giving emma a point for being pretty close uh, and at least getting the that one uh so but uh, this has been highly debatable when i've looked around the result the results are mixed and things like america or us where you said some say it's quite a lot some say there's not very much at all so very different results uh, and the the fact, of course, is that connected to this is actually Australia is second, as you mentioned. And of course, Australia owns Christmas Island in the Indian Ocean. Um, not to be confused with Christmas Atoll, which, the, which is in the Pacific or Kiramati, just to make sure you're not confused. Um, brilliant. OK, uh, well, I make that I've forgotten the scores, but I make that two and a half to Emma. And three to Tom. I may be completely wrong, uh, but that's what I've got. So it's tough. Question six. <clears throat> As of July 2021, 
and I'm using Statista as the resource. How much coal generation capacity does China have? Oof. Okay, capacity in terms of megawatts. Yes, installed capacity. And are you looking for a megawatt figure or a percentage? <laughs> uh, megawatt or higher, uh, <laughs> higher units is fine. <laughs> Probably best to measure in gigawatts. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but not a percentage. Can we, can we do no, 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 no. I'm looking for nearest megawatts or gigawatts, ideally. That can you give us the total capacity? No. Darn. Okay. <laughs> You're fair. You're fair. Um... Big. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 150 gigawatts. Flippin' heck. That's a lot, isn't it? And this is generating capacity, not... Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that's an awful lot of coal, though. Lord above. Um, it's, it's gone down it's by this year, number, hasn't right? it? What was the year, did you say? 2020 or 2021? This is 2021. Okay. Well, coal, coal generating capacity has gone down in China. Isn't that right? Because they've increased gas. What did you have, Tom, by the way? Just so I've... 150. So I think the burn has reduced, but I'm not sure if they've closed any. No. Mm. And I don't think they're, they're still not ruling out building more as it stands, just not building them internationally, as I believe under COP. 160 megawatts is so many, or gigawatts is so many gigawatts, though. Well, you know, it's the biggest country in the world by population. Uh, it's the world's workshop. If there's anywhere yeah. that has, because Japan is like 120 gigawatts peak demand, I think. And Japan is smaller in terms of population so I can, uh, yeah no i won't give you a clue <laughs> okay i'll go based on all those facts i'll go higher than tom and i'll say oh, flip will i oh, this is a bit depressing i'll say 200 gigawatts please tom palmer okay so the winner is emma um however <laughs> you were quite out uh, <laughs> shivers <laughs> the total and small capacity and that date uh is a whopping one terawatt. Terawatt. So oh. one thousand and fifty-three gigawatts of coal. So far out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think five gigawatts of new coal. Five gigawatts was approved in twenty twenty-one. Does it say what load factor that operates at? <laughs> no, no. I'll give you a little bonus half question as well, just because I'm being generous. Uh, which province doesn't have any nuclear? There's only one province in the entire, in China that doesn't have it. No nuclear or no coal? No, uh, sorry, I'm getting carried away here. Uh, no coal in that province. So which province has no Is coal this in China? including areas that may or may not be considered China? Uh, no, I think... Does this, this begin with T? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the area doesn't begin with T? No. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Is it Hong Kong? No, I don't know if that is included. I have to. I'd have to re-review, and we don't have time for that. So, okay. <laughs> so it's it's not going to be anywhere anywhere on the east coast. I'm just going to go with the only province I know, which is Wuhan. Is that a province? I think so. Yes. Tom, you'll go. Um, I'm going to think like Inner Mongolia or something like that. Uh, the answer, and I hope it is a province, because I didn't actually think about this properly, uh, it's probably not even a province really, so it's an unfair question, but it's Beijing. 
Which is um, part of a province yeah. of Hubei, I think. Hubei. Oh, oh, oh. So, Can I get a point, please? I've just Googled Wuhan is the capital of the Hubei province. Ah, well, you get a point. There you go. That shows yep. my lack of knowledge. Uh, yep, We're you all get... ignorant here. So you've got one and a half points there, Emma. So you've overtaken <laughs> Tom. <laughs> this is unexpected. Everyone loves an underdog at Christmas, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, well, the, the fact, and it was difficult getting a fact about coal, I have to admit, that was useful. Um, have you got one? Well, there's an obvious one. Is when you were bold, when you were naughty as a child. What would you get in your? In yeah, your I, 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 I didn't. Cold? I didn't go there, Emma. It was too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a more dubious link that is just impossible. There is a film called Christmas Coal Mine uh, Miracle, which is the only film I could find that related to coal, really. Uh, it stars Kurt Russell, who also stars in Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2 on Netflix. Enemy reviewed recently and called it Lumps of Coal Wrapped Up in a Sparkling Stocking. So I don't think they liked it very much. So there's a very tenuous link between different things and coal. Uh, question 7. What is the gross power output, electricity mode only, because I know Tom might ask about CHP, of the world's most northernmost... Sorry, the world's most, I uh, can't even say it, the world's northernmost nuclear power plant in megawatts. So what is the gross power output, electricity only, of the world's northernmost nuclear power plant in megawatts? Per year? Uh, no, just the gross output at any given point. So oh, it's like capacity. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with tiny. I bet it's in like, a la or like the North Pole. It's probably Santa's nuclear power station. <laughs> I mean, He's got an EPR, knows. that's 1.6 gigawatts. I'm going to go small. I'm going to say like it's one of those submarine size fellas. Oh yeah, if you, so, are we counting icebreaker nuclear reactors? Are they yeah. the ones in the nukes or in the subs? Uh, well, no, Russia has um, nuclear powered icebreakers. They have to be, the I'm going to caveat this, but they have to be used to supply electricity uh, not for the function of the plant, it's of the unit itself to propel it. But to, <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, we're assuming it's providing electricity to people. Okay, I'm still going to go small because, you know, the further north you go, the less people there are to supply. So I'm going to go 200 megawatts. Is it complete? Is it finished? Commissioned? Yeah, it's definitely commissioned. Okay. It's operating. Because I was thinking, is it Okaluto? Um, so it'd be, it's either going to be Russian or Finnish. Or, or is there like an obscure research station in like Canada or Alaska or something? That's, that's what I'm thinking. I and mean, now that I think that it's 200, it's probably way too big. So it could be like 50. Can I change? It, I'm going to say 50. No, that's mad, isn't it? 150, Tom. That's my final oof, answer. 150. Going big. Yep. It paid off in the last one. I'm going to go 50. 50. I think it might be a small I think Tom Edwards is right here. Right, well, that that's great. That we've we've got a uh, Tom's actually correct. Uh, well, I say he's closest. Uh, it's not it's not far out. The answer is seventy megawatts gross, uh, and it is for the self-propelled power barge. Uh, the, there's a there's something called Academic Lomonosov, which is in a the town of Pevek, uh, and it was connected up in 2019. Uh, so nuclear barge effectively supplies power to that town and heat so wow does it move uh it gets pushed along by other boats it seems um wow. it's, it's not uh it's not self-propelled 
Mm. So it has to get some a lift from someone, I guess. I take it by the name it's Russian. Yes, yeah, it is, yep. Uh, and Tom, you, I guess, a fun fact of connected to the uh, the power plant you mentioned earlier. Uh, what happened to it this week? It first achieved criticality. Criticality. Yep. So they, made, they made the hot rocks go fizzy. It it, it basically means you, you're like generating. Uh, you're self-sustaining, effectively, the nuclear chain reaction. Mm. So there's sufficient number of neutrons to release the ongoing series of nuclear reactions. So, As opposed to before this point when it needed external energy to produce more energy? I guess it... Yeah, I don't know. So I don't it's, know how that works. It's the first time you've let the, the reaction, like all of the... You've removed the control rods, the neutrons are spreading between the fuel... Uh, the fuel rods so it's generating its own heat now it wasn't doing anything before um you've put in enough for it to continue to sustain being hot until it runs out of fuel nice well we are we are tied going into the christmas crack around so that's that's brilliant that makes it nice and interesting uh so so these are christmas related and i'm sure you will get some of them um so question eight what time does electricity demand peak on christmas day so I want the start of the 30-minute block in the UK. In settlement periods or hours? Uh, settlement period. Okay. Which, for those geeks out of there, uh, is every 30-minute settlement periods. I'm looking for the start of that settlement period. Not EFA block, no. No, not EFA block. We're not going to confuse people even more. Do you, do you want to go with your answer? Oh, you're, you're thinking the Queen's broadcast. What's that, 3 p.m.? Okay, if that's your answer, then I'm good. Hand. How did you know Tom was thinking about that? He wasn't. It didn't even look like he was thinking about the Queen. <laughs> when is Tom not thinking about the Queen? I know. Hang on. So, I mean, as an Irish person, your theory is that it's to do with the TV pickup around the Queen's speech. Yeah. Okay. Because My... I think, in, hang on, but let's talk culture here now. Because I think people typically have Christmas lunch, don't they, in the UK, rather than Christmas dinner? That's Would that what be I was a fair statement? Yeah. I was thinking, it, my, my theory is that it's going to be around when people wake up and turn on the lights and maybe get, um, you know, turn on the lights, plug in new appliances and stuff, and then start cooking Christmas lunch, dinner, because that usually happens. So you, you'll be cooking the turkey, right, in the middle of the day. So that would be my theory, would be probably settlement period 20, uh, not 23, 12, 11 or 12. Something which to a lay that. person is what time, Tom? Which is which is about uh, somewhere between half eleven and twelve uh, in the in the morning. Um, so I don't actually know when the Queen's speech is, even though I obviously watch it every year. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I don't know when it is either. I've never watched it. It has to be oven driven, right? They had like the peak has to be driven by the ovens. It's not going to be driven by kettles because there isn't going to be. Well, people are going to be having a lot of tea, but. It, but not it... all at the same point. Like no, it would. Yeah. It's not like a pickup. It's not like a kettle pickup like yeah. you get in other days. Because so, it's not like a normal day Christmas because the factories and the offices aren't open. So demand is entirely driven by, well, primarily driven by what's happening at the domestic scale. Are you sure settlement period? What settlement period did you say? 11 12. that's like 
Uh, oh no, that's six, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I should. <laughs> I was, I was right the first time because it's yeah. So it's twenty, twenty-three. Darren, or okay, twenty-four, yeah, yeah. something around twenty-three or twenty-four. Okay, listen, I'm just gonna say twenty-six, please. Don't so worry. if you communicate those times in half hours, please, just so the... settlement period twenty-six, aka oh, flippers. <laughs> <laughs> I can never do this calculation in my head. One p.m. I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Tom, what are you going for? Uh, I think he said half an hour. 23. Yeah, 23. 23. So Emma's closest. Uh, the stats, according to National Grid, is that it picks up in the morning um, and peaks at 1.30 as people cook the turkeys. So I guess it's everyone has diff cook cooks their turkeys at different times, but also they eat, probably eat a bit later. Don't necessarily eat in the traditional time, um, probably because people are late to arrive to the party or something. Uh, so yeah, courtesy of National Grid, thank you. Uh, and their Christmas facts. Uh, and there's one other question. Nine is a National Grid fact. Uh, and I know you both love TV pickup, so I could not resist putting one in there. So TV pickup by how much the uplift in uh, demand took place in that day while watching a TV program. What was the largest TV pickup on Christmas Day in megawatts ever? Oof. As far as record, records began. <laughs> that I mean, goes back quite a way. go back to the early 90s, don't they? I don't like, know. <laughs> well, or, demand... oh, maybe not early 90s, but these, they're not typically in the last eight years or five years, say. Electricity demand peaked in 2006-ish. Mm, mm. So generally most um most records are before that the other thing and is also television watching television watching yeah. changed so yeah. yeah most tv pickups happened when people watched the same program at the same time mm. um so either things like royal weddings or sporting events i bet it wasn't a royal wedding and i bet no. it wasn't the queen's speech i bet it was like coronation street christmas special where somebody got married and or killed maybe both yeah but i wouldn't know <laughs> when that was nope. either. uh so when was the biggest and, and well he wants it in megawatts as well uh yes i want it in megawatts you want the megawatt answer okay yeah i don't i'm not bothered about the year just the megawatts so t tv pickups are gigawatts in size generally like one to two when they when the big ones happen two gigawatts yeah like if you look back into the yeah. past with things like um royal wedding like the yeah, yeah. Uh, diana charles wedding or the 1996 world cup and i don't i'm sure it's not in the top 10 pickups the one the christmas day pickup because i'm sure i think the largest tv pickup is, is is was the uh 1990 england versus west germany penalty shootout which was 2.8 gigawatts <laughs> so i think that's the largest that's, but that's more than the pump storage they had available <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty big isn't it um Okay, I'm going to say uh, 600 megawatts. Oh, wow. I was going to say 1.4 gig. You were going to say or you're going to say? Am I, I am sticking? saying 1.4 gigawatts. 1.4. Yeah. So the winner is Emma. Uh, she was very close. It was 1.3, uh, sorry, 1.34 gigawatts or 1,340 megawatts. Amazing. Uh, in 1996, when we all used to watch the TV 
and we didn't have anything to stream uh, and we had to watch live TV because it was the only fools and horses Batman and Robin special. Yep, that's not good, been beaten good theorizing. for Christmas Day. So, yep, it's only getting worse. Uh, for I'll give you a bonus half question. Uh, what does National Good think is the typical TV pickup now on a Christmas Day? Ooh. I think I've given away it's going to be lower, given that everyone's streaming and uh, maybe, maybe the TV programs are just worse. I don't know. I'm going to say 600 megawatts. I'm going to steal Tom's first answer. And I'll go for <laughs> 300 megawatts. Oh, Tom gets it. It's uh, according to National Grid. It's typically now about four hundred megawatts. Wow! So, and is it the Queen's speech? Uh, no, I think it's. Uh, I think it probably is, but I don't. Let me just double check. I don't think they actually said. Oh no, maybe you're right. It would be the uh, Queen's speech is often the uh, pickup they see. So she still still attracts a good audience. Go on, the Queen. Perfect, and that takes us to the final question which has uh, the most dubious uh, bonus question, which is awarded five points, and you definitely win the game if you get it. Um, however, let's start with the main question. So, name the energy technology that appeared in the Coca-Cola 2020 Christmas advert. Oh. Solar. You're very firm on that one, Emma. You're not even going to think about it. No. Oh. I refuse no? to think about this. No, I just feel that in my bones. It's not going to be fracking, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be nuclear power. No. Um, it's unlikely to be coal. So it could be like an EV. Um, but I'm not sure if you... W would you say an EV? Well, you'll give the, you'll give the answer. Wait, let's let's think about what the, what the context would have been here. Because it's probably... Like a remake of one of those Santa ads, you know the holidays are yeah, exactly. coming. Which is oh no, I know the answer. I know nice. the answer. Actually, I saw the advert. Oh. No, I'm remembering it now because um, I know the answer. What happens at the start of it, Tom? If you know the advert, so, so the um, the worker goes off to work at his specialised energy yes. installation. He says goodbye to his daughter. Yeah, and yep. it just so happens. Uh, and interestingly, it's... he doesn't drive an EV to work. He drives a pickup. I don't think the thing he flies on is electric either. <laughs> no. So you're gonna you're gonna tell him what the technology is, Tom. Yeah, it's an offshore wind farm. <sighs> yep. So yeah, it's, it's the the worker goes out to work on his offshore wind farm, and then I think he gets delivered a coke or something, and and so it, no, he comes back, and I think the the Coca Cola, um, you know, the convoy, the the holidays are coming, mm. gives him a lift back in time for Christmas. Indeed. Oh, nice. Nice. I guess my feelings don't cut it this time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember once trying to tell an old manager, if only I could put my feelings into an Excel spreadsheet, he'd know what I meant. <laughs> well, it's close. You know, solar's going to be probably the other option they look at, but I guess it's not so good in the winter. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that went through their, their mind, if they employed a consultant. Excellent logic there, yeah. It could have been he goes out to a desert True, do true, some solar yeah. panels out in the desert and gets a lift back, but I think it's slightly less. I was just thinking it feels that feel solar panel solar energy feels like the most politically palatable renewable energy in the states. That was my vague logic. Mm, possibly, yeah. I just saw the advert. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so Emma, that means you're now trailing five and a half to five. 
So because of that, uh, Tom got that one. So we've got we've got a really dubious link here, but there is some logic to it, and uh, it, we'll, we shall see. So it is offshore wind. Uh, does anyone know who the director of that f of the advert was? Uh, Edgar Wright. Spike Lee. No, it was Tika Waititi, uh, who you may be aware of. What connects him with Scottish powered energy networks? Is this the five-point bonus This is question? the five-point bonus. So what okay. connects the director with SP Energy Networks? Who, for listeners, yeah, are the DNO for Southern Scotland and the Southern region in England. So what does a New Zealand director, what is his link to a, and I'll give you a slight clue. It is a... I guess a trial project they're doing. Oh. Well, it's not class. That's Energy Northwest. It's not Phoenix. That's UKPN. Uh, these are projects to trial new technologies and distribution networks. Um, which one is the? Is there a? Oh, there's a Mersey Ring something. That's Scottish Powers area. Uh, I'd, I'd say just had the only other clue is it's kind of relevant given the storm we've had recently yeah my first guess was maybe that they lived there and they were subject to an out or to a disconnection but that's clearly not the case because it's related to a trial tom knows so the storm is arwen isn't it yep which is also a character in lord of the rings mm. so presumably is he married or in some way related to the actress who played Arwen in The Lord of the Rings? Very good. I no. take my Christmas hat. And yeah. the answer is no. Oh. <laughs> well, as far as I know. <laughs> um, but I love where you were going with the logic. I will give you that. Um, the approach, the links you were trying to make to it uh, were very appropriate. I, I, so Lord I, of the Rings is the right track or is it? No, it's not quite Lord of the Rings. Think films. Films related to innovation trials in the Scottish Power Distribution Network operator the, area. Well, films, what films connect with SP Energy Network's uh, exciting uh, sort of uh, trial, basically. <gasps> Harry Oh, go on. I was going to say Optimus Prime. That's the thing. No, that that is that that is an innovation scheme, but it's not the one I'm connecting to them. Any final answers before I reveal? I'm no. going to kick myself after this, aren't I? No, no, not necessarily, oh, okay. Tom. Unless you've watched the film. So Tika Waititi is a famous New Zealand act, uh, director. Um, he is well known for a number of films, um, but he has done the two most recent Thor films. So the previous one and the one that is upcoming and the SP Energy Networks project is called Thor Hammer. Uh, and they are basically trialing a device that you basically whack the overhead line uh, pole and it will send vibrations through it and tell you how sturdy it is and how long it will last effectively. So they know if they have to replace it. So uh, estimated savings of £600,000 from that. 
So I told you it was a dubious link, uh, but you were on the right track. So uh, I give Tom a half point, but he's already won. So uh, it's not really much point, is there, Tom? No. I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't lose in, in like that 5.2. That, that would have been, I, I, I mean, I would have had to give you a round of applause if you'd got that. <laughs> I know. I think you can have the win. I think it matters more to your ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very close, and it's it, you know Tom took an early lead, but Emma caught mm. up. Uh, uh, yeah, very close. So uh, thank you very much for participating. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for running it. Yeah, it all quizzed up now. It was it was it was a good quiz. I uh, I can't believe I was so out on the Chinese capacity. It's so amazing. I know, how... it's staggering, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely staggering. And also, it's very difficult finding connections between energy and Christmas. Uh, I've realised that now. Um, so, 10 <laughs> questions was probably the max I could ever go to. You did very well, though. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Thanks very much. Thank you. Lovely. Okay. I guess we'll say goodbye. And happy Christmas to the Toms. And to you. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>